New to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran, this is your place for honest answers. Naturally Savvy with registered holistic nutritionist Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Naturally Savvy Radio. My wonderful co-host Andrea is away today. Before we jump into our show, I want to thank our sponsor this month, Lily of the Desert. They make the original super juice. I remember over 20 years ago, my mother drinking this and just loving it. Uh, The aloe vera plant and its health benefits have been known for over 5,000 years with a variety of products. You can drink aloe to aid digestion, nutrient absorption, immune health, and detoxification, or use it topically to soothe your skin. Visit lilyofthedesert.com to learn more. All right. So I uh, have been dealing with uh, a moody teenager. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you are shaking your heads and uh, in agreement. It can be very challenging, but we all have moods. We all have things that come up and could shake us up. So I'm so excited to have on the program, Sarah Hanna Silverstein, RH, and she has a lot of initials, AHG. I'll have to ask her about that. And IBCLC, her book, Moodtopia, Tame Your Moods, De-Stress and Find Balance Using Herbal Remedies, Aromatherapy, and more. Sarah Hanna, welcome to the show. So great, Lisa. We've spoken in the past. It's been such a long time. I'm really excited. Oh, I'm so excited to have you back. All right. So Sarah Hanna, I mentioned my daughter. You start the book, uh, chapter one, facing the challenge. You say, my oldest daughter was substitute teaching at a preschool when I received a call from her just as I was getting ready to work out at the gym. All right. Tell us what happened. Yeah, so that's a little different than a moody teenager, which I'm excited to discuss with you. So my daughter Mm -hmm. um, had been hit by a car. We thought she was okay. And then she ended up having a spinal cord injury called transverse myelitis. And within an hour, my daughter became paralyzed from the shoulders down. And it was quite horrifying, Lisa. And she ended up staying in the hospital for seven and a half months. I was with her 24-7. During that time, I had written the book proposal for my book, Moodtopia, because um, I'm a classical homeopath and a master herbalist, and IBCLC means International Board Certified Lactation Consultant. So I dealt with a lot of women in various stages of their life and saw that moods and being in control of their moods and not letting their moods overtake them was a huge challenge. So I had written the book proposal for my book, Mootopia, you know, with the plans of just giving women and men some tools herbally with aromatherapy and just some ideas on how to feel less moody when your moods are justified. And there I was in the hospital with my daughter who was critically ill. They felt she would never get out of bed, let alone get to a wheelchair, and you can imagine my moods were all over the place, frustration, depression, anger, anxiety, every single mood, and there was no reason for these moods to leave because they were so justified, Lisa, but how was I going to stay in control and be able to help keep my daughter sane and figure out the care that she needed, and what I did, Lisa, was I started unconsciously using every single step that I had written about, and it was really helping us stay sane in an insane situation. Oh, I bet. And I mean, I I can't even imagine. That must have been so incredibly challenging. And 
You know, it's interesting about the IB. Well, I'm, I'm going to say it wrong, but I, I was thinking about becoming a lactation consultant. And I think when I had you on the show in the past, it was about it did have to do with breastfeeding. But anyway, back into this yes. book. It is absolutely fantastic because we all need help. And I should say she's not just a, a neurotypical uh, moody teenager. She's on the autism spectrum with some other issues. So it's quite explosive. So I really do need some help. So one of the things right. that you also write in the book in the introduction is that you're talking about that, you know, these. These are herbs and things that can help. But if you're having like real deep depression or other issues to seek help, talk to us a little bit about that. Because how do you know what to use, what not to use, what interferes with maybe something you're taking? So I wanted to say, since I opened and I don't want to, you know, start and keep it at a, at a sad note, my daughter now is walking. She's out of bed. She's walking with a cane soon to throw that cane away forever. And that's oh, really due to all the alternative care. She got acupuncture, craniosacral, Feldenkrais, gyrotonic, deep tissue massage, besides PT and OT. So I do want to, you know, begin by saying that, you know, allopathic or Western doctors have their place. And I want to, and you open, you know, you just asked that question about conventional medicine versus alternative medicine. And conventional medicine absolutely has its place in the world. But like with my daughter, they gave up after three weeks. They threw their hands in the air. They had no idea what to do next. And that's when I started pulling in all my alternative practitioners. So when it, and and she's she's successful, she's healthy, you know, a lot of hard work. I mean, I do want to add in that she had to work very hard with her practitioners, but we got a different direction. So if a person has schizophrenia or bipolar episodes, the medicines on the market can be fantastic. And that's not necessarily who I'm approaching in this book. So if we look at the spectrum, we have people that are completely happy, smiley all the time. And, you know, we have to watch out for them because they're going to crack. No one can be happy all the time. Then we have people on the opposite end of the spectrum that really need these medications and they work phenomenally well and save lives. But then there's everybody else in the middle, which I believe is like 85% of our population. Those are the people that sometimes get depressed, sometimes get irritable. They can get irritable before their cycle, during their cycle, after their cycle, perimenopause women, menopause women, teenagers. And that's where herbs shine, Lisa. When you're having Mm. a week of frustration, a month of depression, you know, a, a, a week of sadness, there are herbs that can support the system and allow that black cloud to leave so you can See how you can problem solve. And that's where I feel at least American medicine is not thriving at this point because totally healthy people emotionally can go through breakups or losing their job or or having to move suddenly. And you're going to feel stressed and overwhelmed. And there are herbs that can help you feel balanced in an imbalanced time. Okay, let's jump into some of those herbs. Give us some examples because I know I, my stress yeah. level goes up when my daughter's stress level goes up and school just started, but already just being, you know, in a, she's in a special class at a public school and she's, you know, seen as different and she wants to fit in. And so her stress, her tears become mine. <laughs> it's very, so we both yeah. need help. <laughs> yes, and I say, Lisa, that new school may be stressful for 
kids. But I think it's even more stressful for moms. Are the teachers going to understand my child? Are the other students going to understand my child? You know, it's really stressful for us. So there's an herb called skullcap, and skullcap Mm. is in the mint family. And skullcap is phenomenal of getting rid of that or helping take off the edge of that anxiety and nervousness. The benefit to skullcap is there's no side effect of sleepiness. So this Mm. herb can be taken three times a day or two times Mm -hmm. a day. I like it best in tincture form. So there's different ways to take herbs. You can take herbs in tea form or tincture. That's going to be the two or capsule. So tea form is nice, but I don't feel Americans, in my observation, sit down and have tea time. It is in other countries and cultures, but not ours. As for capsules, capsules tend to be less effective because the second you take an herb and you dry it, it loses a lot of its important components. When you take an herb and make a tincture, that's when you take the herb when it's fresh or or, or recently dried. You put it in a grain alcohol or a glycerite. You let it sit Mm. for six to eight weeks and you strain it and you have a liquid called a tincture. Now, I don't want any of your listeners to get nervous going, oh my gosh, how am I going to learn to make a tincture? There are pre-made tinctures (laughs) out there that are phenomenal and you can buy them on Amazon or your local health food store. So you don't have to make your own tincture. I like. Do you have a specific brand? I I didn't mean to interrupt, but I I, I I like people to be able to walk away with that info. Great, 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 great. So I'm not representing any brand. I want to say that. There's no conflict of information. I'm here just to educate. But I would say right now my three easiest to find and reliable, and there are other ones that are out there, is Herbalist and Alchemist. That's produced by a man named David Winston, one of my teachers. There's Herb Farm, um, which is in all the Whole Foods. That's Herb, H-E-R-B-P-H-A-R-M. And Wish Garden Herbs, which is produced in Colorado. And they also are widely distributed. These three herbal companies are overseen by master herbalists by my, like myself. And the quality, in my opinion and experience with my clients, are phenomenal. There are a lot of little um, little farm manufacturers all across the U.S. And in my book, Moodtopia, I list those also because, you know, if I have someone that's in a local area, I like to see who locally is producing these herbs. Oh, that is really nice. Well, I... I apologize for interrupting earlier. I just, I get excited when there's actually something where a listener can be like, okay, I'm going to go get this because this is what the expert said <laughs> versus going to the store yeah, and so getting completely overwhelmed. Right? Nervous <laughs> tension. And then there's an herb called motherwort, which is for gloominess and mm. sadness. Like when that black cloud seems to come over you and you're like, no, don't come. Everything's okay. I don't want to be in that state. <laughs> And that can be right. before your cycle, during your cycle, or after your cycle, or even if you're a man and not cycling. So motherwort is for gloominess and sadness and to take the edge off, and skullcap is for nervous agitation. So my clients say all the time, well, Sarahana, sometimes I'm gloomy and nervous. Can I mix them together? And the answer is, yes, you can. And so you can, Lisa, and we're going to talk, you know, one by one about herbs, but you can either get a blend 
by the companies I discussed and or when you work with a master herbalist like myself, I will make a blend specifically for you. So the single herbs work great, but just like, you know, a jazz band, you know, the drums and the saxophone and the keyboard all sound so great together. The same thing with herbs because we never feel just one emotion. So another herb that's easy to use, safe, also, not contraindicated if you're taking other medications, which is a big question, is an herb called lemon balm. Mm. Lemon balm is also in the mint family, healthy to give to children also, because we discussed your teenager, and it's a calming mm. and soothing herb that's also antiviral. So a lot of my clients that travel a lot, they get on airplanes or in this little capsule where people are sneezing and coughing, of course you're going to be exposed to viruses. And it's also nerve-wracking to go through security and have to go through the airport. So lemon balm is an herb that's soothing, antiviral, calming without being sedating. So a lot of my clients Mm. whose kids are ADD or ADHD, they'll give them some lemon balm before they start their day, and the kids will be a little bit calmer. And can you mix that with skullcap and motherwort? Of course you can. But that's a great herb, lemon balm. Ooh, yeah, I've heard about that. That's fantastic. Yeah, because my daughter has ADD too. (laughs) And anxiety. So lemon you know, it all yeah. goes together. So lemon balm is calming and soothing. And, and lemon balm and skullcap, of course, I can't prescribe for her during a podcast. But those two sure. herbs really <laughs> take the edge off that agitation for adults and children. Great. Now, you just mentioned not being able to prescribe. Now, but do you work with people? Like, can people call you up and say, hey, Sarah, I want to do a FaceTime or a Skype? Or do they have to be in person? Oh, yes. I mean, it used to be only in person, but now I actually Skype and FaceTime and WhatsApp video people all over the world, Lisa. So it's really fascinating, especially since my book, Mootopia, came out. And I do TV segments across the U.S. So when I'm in Indiana or El Paso and I do those you know, morning TV shows, I'll get a lot of emails. And yes, I work nationally and internationally with people. And what herbalists like myself try to do is to find a simple combination that's going to work specifically for you. You know, I have a lot of people that come into my office and they have a bag, Lisa, of like 100 supplements. And all those supplements sound fantastic, but the compliance of the patient is very low because it's hard to do a lot of supplements. So one thing about herbs is they have vitamins, trace minerals, and their components that help with their emotional challenges. So an herb encompasses what a lot of supplements also do, and that's why I love herbs. Oh, that's wonderful. Now, what about aromatherapy? Where does that come into play? So I want to tell you um, back to my daughter. So when I was in the hospital and then a rehab center with her, um, we were taking herbs, and I was using all the the tips in my book. I talk about feng shui, which is designing your room so it's less frustrating and easily accessible. And I, you know, changed all the. I mean, it was probably breaking every rule in the book, Lisa. But I moved all mm-hmm. the furniture around in my daughter's room so that it, so she could see outside. And I made sure that the sun could hit her bed. And we just moved everything so that it was as comfortable as possible. I put a big sign on the door of her hospital room, do not enter unless you're happy and have anything positive to say, because I really did not want the nurses and the doctors to bring in 
their personal challenges when my daughter had so much to deal with. And then the other thing I did was I started to spray different essential oils around her room. Why? Because hospitals smell horrible, Lisa, and there's a lot of death in hospitals. And what started happening, which was amazing, was the nurses would come in and say, oh my gosh, what's that smell? And I'd say, Lang Lang, and they go, Wow, I love that smell. And the next day I'd smell, I'd spray a little diluted grapefruit and they go, wow, that's such an uplifting smell. And what happened was the nurses and doctors ended up coming in our rooms to smell what I was spraying. And my daughter ended up getting better care because our room was pleasurable and enjoyable to be in. So there are a lot of aromatherapists out there, Lisa, that say, that essential oils can fix every problem in the book. And, you know, I may get a lot of nasty emails today, but I don't believe that (laughs) aromatherapy or essential oils can do all that. They have their place. Certain essential oils can definitely help a lot of conditions, but I see that it can change the energy of the space around us. So when I sprayed those essential oils in my daughter's hospital room, it was just a more pleasant place to be. It smelled a little more outdoorsy and a little less hospital, and people enjoyed it. It put a smile on their face. So I use essential oils in two ways. One is if you have an office and it smells a little danky and you just, you know, it's a little old or the heating just came on, which we have around the corner, you know, in our, in, in our, in our cooler climate, you can spray a little essential oil or burn essential oil. It'll make the room feel better, feel more homey. It can also get rid of viruses in the air. So I love to teach people to change the environment when they're feeling emotionally down. Also, in your car, if you live in a warmer client, you can get a little piece of terracotta. They make these little terracotta, little round circles that you can actually tie to your rearview mirror. And when you leave the car to go shopping, you can put in a little drop or two of the essential oil. When you come back to the car, Lisa, the car will smell beautiful because the heat of the sun will will allow the essential oil to be in the entire car. That's a great thing. I'm a mother of seven, Lisa. And I drove a lot of carpools, and in the morning, I would use an essential oil to give everybody a little boost, because everyone was sleep-deprived, having gone to bed too late. And then in the (laughs) afternoon, when I picked up the carpool, I put a calming, soothing essential oil in my car, because... I have five boys. I have two girls and five boys, Lisa. And the five boys would be wild maniacs. I mean, girls can be that also. And so I would put like a calming, (laughs) soothing essential oil like a lavender or a sandalwood. So I was using the herbs to help a little bit tweak our moods and our emotional places so that we could all be more comfortable in the car. Oh, that is really wonderful. Now, Sarah, we only have about six minutes left. There's so much to talk about, so you'll have to come back. I mean, we could do a whole series. You have you have so many great things. But I do want to jump into your 90-day program for better moves. Tell us a little bit about that. So, you know, like, the question is, if we've been moody for 20 years or 30 years or 40 years, Lisa, we know how hard it is to make changes. It's just so hard. We're creatures of habit. So one of the chapters I talk about, so in the 90-day plan, I have like two or three little tips you can do per day to help you feel more in control of your mood so they don't control you. Like I talk about random acts of kindness, which is a whole other show, Lisa, but clinical yes. studies show that 
that when you do a random act of kindness, you hold the door open for someone, you're driving and there's a maniac driving down the street, you let him cut you off, or you just smile at a person, what random acts of kindness does is not only helps the person you're being nice to, but the person that's doing it, their blood pressure lowers, their cortisol levels lower, and they actually feel better. And studies show that people that do random acts of kindness stay healthier. So that's something super easy to integrate. So you can take on as part of your 90-day plan, let's say taking one herb twice a day for a week and doing one random act of kindness a day, and you're going to see an improvement in your emotional health just by doing those two little teeny steps. So in the 90-day plan, I give different ideas of how to, without spending a lot of money, without spending a lot of time, integrate things that will make you feel more in control of your moods. Well, that's what's so important, I think, is that I know for my daughter, you know, sometimes there's an element where she'll say, I just felt out of control. And again, that has to do with her her brain wiring and different things. But I think even people who are neurotypical can have times like that, right, where they just feel, I can't believe I blew up like that. I just don't feel like I'm in control and I need some help. I can, Lisa. I'm sure you can. And I'm sure most of our (laughs) listeners, you know, would raise their hand Mm -hmm. saying, me too. And, you know, the thing is with our moods, Lisa, is that we're always justified. The question is, how are we going to express it? It's not a question that you don't feel frustrated, angry, sad, or overwhelmed. Those are all normal emotions. What I talk about in Moodtopia is how do we know that our feelings are real and They are justified, but I'm not going to let them overtake me and ruin my day or ruin my relationship with my child or my husband or my coworker or my best friend, right? So we want to be able to experience the emotions, know they're real, maybe take an herb to take the edge off of it, and then problem solve from there. Well, that's fantastic. Sarah Hanna, I I really mean it. You need to come back because I I really want to delve more into the uh, random act of kindness and the faking it and the smiling and some of the other things that we did not get a chance. I also love to get more into the herbs, but people need to get this book. It is Moodtopia, Tame Your Moods, De-Stress and Find Balance Using Herbal Remedies, Aromatherapy and more. Before I let you go, Sarah Hanna, what what does Moodtopia mean? I love that. Right. So Moodtopia means being in control of your mood so they don't control you. A lot of my clients always say, I just, I don't know why I was taken away by that sadness for so long. I don't know why I allowed myself to be frustrated for so long. So we want to be able to not let them hijack us and experience them the way they need to be experienced. And if I could add what I started doing, you know, social media is such a challenge, Lisa. So on Instagram, I started putting up little one-minute videos about the herbs that we use. So if anybody wants to follow me on Instagram, it's Sarahana S, S-A-R-A-C-H-A-N-A-S, and you'll start to begin to feel more familiar with the herbs, Lisa, because I I show them like, hi, this is motherwort. Hi, this is skullcap. So people are not so intimidated (laughs) by it because you think of the word herb and you're like, oh my gosh, how do I know if they're safe? So when you see my little one minute videos, you'll have that confidence to take that next step to try some herbs. Great. And where else do we find your wonderful book and anything else about you online? 
Well, my um, my websites are hana.com or moodtopiabook.com um, has links to all my social media, um, and I do a lot of TV segments. There's links on my um, website to be able to see my little three. We, we get 3.2 minutes, Lisa, when we do these TV shows, and I try very hard to um, demystify herbs and make them more available because Herbs, Lisa, are considered people's medicine. Really, once I work with a client, I can teach them about five herbs and how to use those five herbs for maybe a hundred different ailments. So it empowers people to be able to feel like they can have a handle on their colds and flus and ear infections and emotional challenges. So I want to empower people to feel like they can be more in control and then people just feel stronger. Oh, I love that. Well, again, I want to spell your name too. So it would be for the website, www.saracana.com. Yes, correct. Okay, wonderful. And I want to thank our sponsor again, Lily of the Desert makes the original super juicy aloe vera plant and its health benefits have been known for over 5,000 years with a variety of products you can drink aloe to aid digestion, nutrient absorption, immune health and detoxification or use it topically to soothe your skin. Visit lilyofthedesert.com to learn more. Be sure to check out Sarah Hanna and check us out on social media at Naturally Savvy at Andrea Donsky at Your Radio MD and at Health Media Gal One. Thanks for listening and stay well.